In today's society, especially with social media, hate speech and hate culture as a whole has been given a platform to allow toxicity into our daily lives. It's become a routine to encounter hate on a daily basis. It almost feels natural at this point to consume hate. And today we're going to explore what motivates people to be hateful and chat about how it really comes down to self-awareness and your own triggers. She, a podcast for the non-traditional woman. I'm Tiana. And I'm Sophie. And And we're we're a a couple. couple. Join us as we break down the modern feminine experience and explore an alternative view on what it means to be a woman in today's society. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 38 of SHE, an acronym for Shifting Her Experience. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Shifting Her Experience and send us a DM to be featured as our next Woman of the Week. And we're back this week, just Soph and I, after having two back-to-back episodes with some really amazing guests. Yeah, and having some really uh, insightful conversations with them. But yes, this week it's just Tiana and myself (laughs) and our Woman of the Week shout-out, who is Lisa J. Um, Lisa has been messaging us on Instagram that she's uh, been loving our podcast and she always gives us really great feedback. And fun fact, she's actually from Ireland as well. So (laughs) that's great to hear. We have more Irish listeners. Yeah, we love hearing hearing where you all are from when you message us we've actually as of today been listened to in 80 countries so that's been really cool to see in our statistics so thank you as always for listening to us no matter where in the world you are yeah thank you for all your positive feedback we always appreciate hearing from our listeners and our topic today is actually quite the opposite of positivity in society (laughs) we're going to explore hate culture and why hate is so prevalent in our society we really do find it so much easier in society for hate to be the default. It's funny because we've talked about the issues with straight being the default or traditionalism being the default, but Mm. another default in society is hate. People find it so much easier to leave a hateful comment than a kind one or talk about someone in a negative light rather than a positive. Yeah, exactly. You know, Tiana and I really wanted to do this topic and it was really inspired by all the events surrounding the US election last week. Um, And as two foreigners living in the US, we really were able to step back and analyse what was happening in the country during the election and and even now post-election. Yeah, and in our discussions about it all, we really noticed how hate culture has thrived. The election has given people a reason to hate instead of seek to understand. Yeah, well, that's just it. You know, society doesn't seek to understand, really. You know, we are very quick to judge and hate and blame. Yeah, exactly. The election really did inspire this topic and force us to really think about hate culture. You know, there were millions of people that voted for Trump Even though Biden won, the basis for Trump's campaign was literally hate speech. Yeah, it's almost disappointing, like in that sense, to think about how many people actually did vote for Trump. Yeah. Um, But I just want to say dictators like Donald Trump, and I'm very intentional when I call him that, are fueled by hate and and control. And they come across as being scary and capable of the worst things, when in reality, they're stupid. When I think of the US election this year, I'm reminded of the film A Bug's Life. (laughs) And it might be a simple Pixar film, but the moral of the story is that eventually the majority have enough of the leadership and rebel against the leadership. Trump was very naive to think that the people of 
of the country served him when the actual fact is he served the people and it's the case with any country's leadership you're nothing without the people now going back to hate culture Trump's obvious hate for a lot of people people who weren't like him is what took his presidency away from him the people you know, need to know that they have the power to be in control. The general people are the ones who make changes at the end of the of the day. And that's what real democracy is all about. It just goes to show how much we accept, tolerate and even praise hate speech. People even excuse themselves voting for him by saying, I'm not a hateful or racist person just because I voted for Trump, but refuse to acknowledge that they care more about money in their pocket than they do for the equality of other people. And That's a part of hate culture. Yeah, you know, Marie Antoinette was the last queen of France in the 1700s and she was so hated by the people of France because of her selfish and lavish lifestyle um, while they were all starving and dying um, that they beheaded her. (laughs) Like when the people have enough, they act on it. And that's what we saw here um, in the US during the election. Are you comparing Trump to Marie Antoinette? (laughs) Well, the people have spoken. I mean... (laughs) They definitely have. Yeah, the people, you know, are the ones in charge, though. The people make the rules. Politicians are supposed to only implement them, but they don't always do that. And, you know, in general, politicians use their political power to create a way of living that suits their own ideologies instead of advocating for diversity and that creates hate. Absolutely. I think that's really well said and kind of like sums up everything we saw during the election for sure. Yeah. And I'm curious to see what will happen in the next few months. Of course. But um, anyway, I think the majority of us have had enough of this hate culture that's evident in politics, but also, you know, you see a lot of hate culture being spewed by the everyday individual on social media. And yes, a lot of this hate Um, is influenced by social, cultural and political influence. We saw that this year, the the country was literally divided in two. But I have to wonder just how hateful have we become as people? I mean, nobody is born hating things, but it seems to be a lot of the default reaction lately to shoot someone down without even trying to understand the other person's point of view or way of living. And again, going back to what we always say about assuming one way of living is the correct way. Exactly. And we're going to really get into like hate culture and the psychology behind it. I will say, of course, there is good happening in the world. Even just take our brand, shifting our experience. We've fostered a really positive and safe space for women on She. Like all of you that have followed us on Instagram and reached out have been really kind and positive. That's why we love you guys so much. Mm -hmm. But we've also experienced hate in different forms for what we do and what we talk about. There are people with malicious intent that make it their mission to hate you. Yeah, exactly. Malicious intent, I think, are like the key words there. Like, why are people doing this in the first place? Like, what is their message? What do they really feel like they have to say? And why do they have to say that when it's somebody else's point of view, way of living? Or, you know, if it's just uh, bullying and typical hate speech, like, why? What's your reason for doing that? Exactly. And also, let me clarify, society has always been hateful. This isn't a new concept. Only... Now with social media, those hateful voices are given more of a platform and more access to spew hate. Mm. As much as we've tried to get society to be more peaceful and less violent, 
we've never actually succeeded. So it's always been a work in progress. And we talked about in our last episode how it's a lot easier nowadays to connect with people and find your tribe online. But this also goes for hate culture and groups that fuel hate. You can find people online that hate the exact same things as you do, which is where it gets dangerous. And there's a difference between hate and anger. Hate perpetuates violence. People often escalate their hate with violence. And to be clear, violence can also take the form in leaving a really nasty, misogynistic, hateful comment on someone's Instagram post. Yeah, exactly. We, we've we all seen them. Anyone on social media has seen this. You know, hate, the hate culture is is huge. And you always hear people saying, oh, you're very brave to be hiding behind your phone or your computer screen. You know, there is this environment online where bullies and, and people who, who spew hate feel like they are um, almost like safe and guarded, yeah. you know, and they feel uh, braver and more courageous to deliver this hate you know that they're not always able to say to a person's face and that's a whole different kettle of fish when it comes to um, hate there are different types of hate cultures but yeah social media and online hate culture is huge well yeah and think about it when we hate on something we see our sensibility tied to our emotional responses instead of rational argument. We aren't very rational when we spew hate. And once again, there's a difference between hate and anger. You can be rational when you're angry, but in my opinion, when you're hateful, you're not being very rational. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with you there. Um, But I wanted to ask you what you think encourages someone to post a hateful comment on someone's Instagram or to start a Facebook group fueled by hate like what makes people turn to hate yeah I mean that's definitely a loaded question I feel like hate culture is so embedded into our society but I think as well that it really is a psychological matter like why people's default finds it easier to hate it comes from what your triggers are and I feel like hateful people are not self-aware enough to recognize that and deal with the problem within. That's why there's this correlation between insecurity, jealousy, and hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to like to put it in simple terms, everyone experiences anger. Everyone has different triggers, but it's what you do with that anger and how you handle your own triggers that decides if you escalate that anger with hate or violence. Mm, triggers, yeah. I'm actually glad that you said that because I was reading a quote earlier from... Uh, Aaron Balak, a psychotherapist regarding this topic and what happens when a person feels compelled to be hateful and it's about their emotional response. Basically being enraged with hate is quote a hysterical emotional response when you have too much emotion because you're not in touch with the foundational feeling. So it's actually exactly what you were referring to. Um, it's a poor emotional response because you're lacking self-awareness on what your triggers are and why you're feeling that. Interesting. And social media has really only given people, like I said before, access to hate. And not only that, but you can hate and get away with it. There's a certain degree of anonymity online. And we're exposed to so much on social me- on social media that really anything can trigger you if you're not aware of it in yourself. And there's so many examples of triggers on social media that people don't even realize, you know, the person who has low self-esteem, who is really unhappy with their own life, but sees a friend of theirs succeeding in many different ways. 
who then thinks to themselves, well, they're not really happy. They don't have this and this. You know, we don't even think twice about it. We don't stop and think to ourselves, hey, why is this making me upset? Why is this triggering me and why am I being hateful? Yeah, yeah, it really is always about self-reflection in these circumstances. What we hate is an emotional trigger for us. It's not even about the other person, even if it's something as simple as Tiana and I hate patriarchy because we want to be treated as equals in the world. Mm. Sure, we don't go around leaving condescending comments on people's Instagram pages, but (laughs) it's a trigger. That's so true. Um, And another thing, I saw a tweet going around a while back after Chrissy Teigen actually had posted to her Instagram that she and John had lost their baby. And the tweet basically said that a celebrity will never see your hateful comment, but your friends will and they'll remember that, Mm. which is so true. It's a bad look to be hateful on social media. It's a bad look to be hateful in general, but on social media, there's receipts of your hate. And it's (laughs) easy to see if your friends commented on a celeb's photo because one, the comments come up first in the preview if you know the person and two for a long time there was that following tab on Instagram that let you view your friend's activity exactly I've seen that so many times with people I know and it's embarrassing yeah um it's embarrassing that I know them but yeah (laughs) um yeah your hate isn't a secret on social media guys if you're commenting and posting about it It's sad, really. Like, imagine how unhappy and insecure you have to be to post hateful comments or start a hateful Instagram account where you spew hate speech and make it your mission to tear other people down. Exactly. Yeah, you'd have to be really insecure in yourself to go ahead and comment hateful things on people's Instagram or take time out of your day to actively hate on someone. We've even experienced this with she, the hater that is really obsessed with you, as I'll word it who checks in to see like what you're up to just to hate on it. Uh, You know, for full transparency and honesty, we have a certain loyal hater in Australia (laughs) who keeps leaving hateful, like a hateful review of our podcast. And the podcast server keeps removing it because it breaks their reviewed guidelines, obviously because it's hateful. Yeah. Yeah, it's an obsession of theirs. (laughs) And not only are their words hate, but their intentions are hateful. They keep coming back to leave the same hateful review every time the server deletes it. Um, And this is not just a passerby. This is someone who's out to get us, you know? (laughs) Yeah, keep trying, pal. We see your hate and we'll raise you 25k amazing listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and don't think we aren't on to you and don't have any idea as to who you are. (laughs) 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 yeah no something like this is a great example of people being on a mission to hate Mm. we've obviously triggered something in somebody like that uh you know to feel so motivated and compelled to try and tear us down but we get so many amazing messages from our actual listeners that we don't want to dwell on the hate i just wanted to give a good example yeah exactly it was a great example but that does go to show and a lot of uh, like people in the public eye have said this time and time again you can receive millions of positive comments and feedback but a lot of the time we dwell on the one negative comment yeah. unfortunately we live in a hateful world and unfortunately we're programmed to let that hate affect us and that's the goal of hateful people to trigger you like you've triggered them so well said yeah <laughs> thank you for saying that so remember that if you encounter someone hating you or someone else 
response. Or if you find yourself compelled to hate someone or something, this isn't always a reflection of the other person, but yourself. And we're not talking about hating something like racism, because yes, you should hate something like racism and people that are spewing hateful racist remarks. Yeah. You have a right to be angry over that because that's simply right versus wrong. And the oppression of people. We're talking about hating people for no real reason other than your own triggers. You know what's interesting that I'm just thinking here too? We often surround ourselves with like-minded people, right? So an interesting experiment would be to look at the people you surround yourself with almost to help you look at yourself as well? Like, do you hang out with negative or hateful people? Are you encouraging this culture of hate with what you talk about with your friends behind closed doors? I definitely in the past have had friends, and I say past friends for a reason, who would automatically turn most conversations into something hateful or negative. Like they would look at other people's lives and find something always to hate about it. Oh, that's awful. And, you know, I have said this time and time again in lots of episodes about different things. We do all have a responsibility um, to change this pattern. And like you mentioned earlier, it's about yourself looking inwards and your own triggers. So when you find yourself next time being hateful, ask yourself, am I jealous? Yeah. Am I unhappy about something in my own life? Do I not have what I want or do I see my life and the way I live as the best way to live and everyone should live that way what is your reasoning like really there's always something there's always something more behind that and it really does come down to what your triggers are you know like we said earlier it is an intense emotional response where you're not really thinking rationally when you like hate on something especially to a really large degree so um I definitely agree with, with what you said Soph it's about looking in and analyzing yourself as well yeah because there are very different degrees like you said to to hate it can be something as you know minuscule and I say that in inverted commas as in your head making a nasty comment about somebody because even if they're happy you see someone on social media and they're happy doing what they do but you're not happy so you say something hateful or you speak hateful about them or it can be something huge as to like you are very racist or you are very sexist um or you are homophobic there are different levels and different degrees of hate but at the end of the day like hate is still hate and it can start with something as small as something nasty you're saying about someone to someone else that you know or in your head and it can just escalate from there so watch out for that yeah it really does tell you a lot about yourself in terms of like what you hate on if you do choose to hate on something so Yeah, I definitely agree with that comment. Yeah, and a lot of people, if you were to ask them, are you hateful? They would say no. Yeah. You know, like most of us would say, no, we're not hateful, but... We don't realize that some of the actions we can, we could be doing are hateful. Very true. Yeah, well said. So we've talked a lot about hate today. (laughs) I think it's time to wrap it up. Um, We don't want to dwell on hate. No, we don't. (laughs) But uh, what is your takeaway for this episode? Simply being hateful is draining. Even talking about it is draining. It's exhausting to put your energy into something hateful. And it's really sort of a waste 
of life to use your time and your energy being consumed by hate. We all get angry from time to time, but it doesn't need to escalate into hate. And the way we prevent ourselves by letting it get there is by looking inwards, being self-aware, like we always say, and recognizing your own triggers because our own triggers cause us to hate something. What about you? What's your takeaway, Soph? Yeah, um, I wanted to just say, because, you know, I think it's fitting for this episode, we're talking about hate. There are a lot of atrocities going on around the world right now that we either ignore because it's not happening in our country and it's not our reality, or we give it attention only because the media are covering it. And the general consensus is that we would never let something like the Holocaust, for example, happen again. But there are many things going on around the world, and even here in the US, that in hindsight is awful, but nobody wants to deal with it when it's happening. And we see people on the streets here in the US and around the world protesting Black Lives Matter, and we see women on the streets in Poland fighting for the rights to their body. And these protests are important because... They are the response to hate culture. They are marginalized groups fighting against the oppressor. And I just have to say, like, it's exhausting living in a world full of so much hate. And you see it. It's alive and well. And like I said earlier, we do have a responsibility, all of us, whether it's starting small. It means something. Well, yeah, these protests are going on in response to hate culture, like you said, which indicates that there's a great amount of hate out there. There is. Well, that's all for today's episode. We love hearing your stories and how you're living a non-traditional life. So keep them coming and follow us on Instagram at Shifting Her Experience and send us a message on Instagram or review our podcast on Apple to be featured as our next woman of the week. Unless it's something hateful. (laughs) I was just going to say that. Yeah, make sure you download, rate and review our podcast and share it with your friends to spark a further discussion on this topic and let us know how you feel about this culture of hate in our society and why your experiences are with it. See you next Tuesday. Bye.